Welcome to the HEAL podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Heal Podcast. This is Mimi, and today we have Marlise Chaubert, a breathwork expert. She's been studying the healing art of yoga, breathwork, and meditation for most of her life. I'm excited to have her here and really want to dive into breathwork training and how it can help you heal and transform your body. Marlise owns a special kind of sensitivity that receives intuitive guidance. When entering her space of consciousness, she feels it into her energetic body, tracks its energy flow or lack of flow to gain a deeper understanding of the healing that wants to occur while creating space for the healing. This can happen with awareness alone and or touch. Also with the use of affirmations to help release old patterns from the subconsciousness. She received messages and guidance that supports her understanding of the underlying workings of your soul, connecting the dots to past lives and past experiences. This helps support in the clearing of lineage, old patterns, and belief systems, sending you off with a blank canvas to create new belief systems that serves who you are today. With combined commitment, you cultivate the greatest intentions of all, which is living with a wide open heart. Marlise has been offering her healing work since 2010. She studied and worked under the teacher David Elliott, and she currently leads breathwork training, international treats, healing sessions, and group classes in Los Angeles. Marlise moved from South Africa to Los Angeles in 2000, which is now her home base. She lives with her two cats, Elizabeth and Tobias. And at the end of our interview today, she will lead us in a 10-minute breathwork session. Marlise, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate your time. I'd love to start out by you explaining exactly what breathwork is and the difference between breathwork, meditation, and working with a shaman. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me as well. You know, I've experienced some different modalities. What I can say with energy work, shamanism, and uh, Reiki is that the similarities around it is definitely that we all work with energy. And that we feel that we are a vehicle for healing and that there is something bigger and greater that's moving through us. Now, I've had a lot of experience with actual breath work. And so I can talk a lot about breath work for you. The first thing that I can say about breath work is that it's actually an active meditation, which is different than Reiki and shamanism. So an active meditation means that the student gets to participate as well. And you can breathe from a minimum of about 10 minutes all the way to 30 minutes to kind of get the most from your experience. Now, being a co-creator of your experience means that you get to empower yourself and to know that the healing is happening through you, but you're also creating it for yourself. It's kind of like knowing that I don't really need anybody on the outside to create a healing experience for myself even though it is nice to have somebody on the outside to kind of help to guide you as well. But sometimes we get super dependent on people on the outside to give us a healing experience. The effects of the breathwork practice is also super visceral and super powerful. So you will feel a lot of vibrations moving through the body, more so than Reiki or other energy healing. And the nice thing about that is too, you get to really experience the healing effects in the moment. It's super rapid. 
And the more intense or powerful the experience is, the faster the healing is happening through the body as well. This is really fascinating to me. How did you get into this in the first place? That's a really good question. You know, I was going through a lot in my life. I was working with an astrologer at the time, and I was wanting to head back to South Africa permanently. I was going through a divorce and a breakup, and I was feeling that Los Angeles is not just a place for me that I want to live in. Saying that, though, when she was reading my chart, she was saying, well, your whole life is going to shift. Everything is going to be falling apart and shifting for you permanently. So why not stay in Los Angeles a little longer so you have at least one thing that is stable? And it seems like your chart is very similar to my teacher, and he's got a workshop coming up in the next week, and you should kind of go check it out. So I went to go take his class and kind of stepping into that experience, something that I've never done before, totally blew my mind. It was life altering. It felt familiar at the same time as well, but it is something that was so strong and powerful for me that I wanted to explore. Needless to say, I did not move back to South Africa. I ended up becoming a groupie and work with him. I took maybe 10 of these trainings a year and three of these retreats per year, working with him for over seven years and eventually wanted to give back and teach other people this work because it's so magical. That's amazing. So it's interesting like because I've had you know chronic illness and most of our listeners have as well. How would you, I think most of us go down the conventional route and then we go down the functional medicine route. And I think energy work is almost like the last thing we hit before we realize that we have to kind of address it in order to get better. What is your view or how, how do you think breath work and energy work helps with the healing process? Yes. And I can speak from my own belief system, which might be different from somebody else's. What I believe is that we are all made up of energy, emotions, false belief systems, belief systems, wounds, and traumas. Our whole life experience is sitting in our subconscious. And Through the breathing experience, breath, when we do a conscious breath, conscious breaths move into life force and prana and energy. It's kind of like without a breath, we won't exist. It gives life, it gives life, and it also recreates life. And so how energy work works is when you take an active breath, the breath goes into the body, it goes into the subconscious, where all the wounds and all the traumas and all the false belief systems sit, and they begin to push that stuff out of your system. So as much as we do a lot of great work on ourselves during our life, when we are young, say at the age of three, four, or five, we have a very traumatic experience. At that age, we can't digest and process the emotions or the feelings that we're feeling. We would literally die in that process because we're just not strong enough to really handle it. So how it works is our body stores it in the subconscious. And then later on, as we get stronger, more resilient, and have a greater understanding of life and emotions and feelings, we will attract certain experiences into our life that will begin to activate those old wounds because it will be a similar energy. And then those energies will begin to come up and clear out of our body. And one way that we can then clear and heal is through a breathing practice or any other healing modality. Because usually when we don't feel great in life, when lots of things are going on in our life, we go seek help, a therapist or a healer or something. And then through the active breath, a lot of that illness and pain and wounds and traumas are coming up to the surface. Another way too is that we create belief systems from a young age that in a moment seem really true. 
Yet when we go through life, they can keep us stuck. They can keep us in illness. For example, I might create a belief system that say, you know what, it is not safe for me to be intimate or open or vulnerable. And so unconsciously, I would listen to that belief system, not knowing that I am, and I would self-sabotage. Every time I'm about ready to be intimate or step into a new relationship and not really understanding why. Maybe I create a form of illness or discomfort in my body that keeps me from being intimate and open because my memory of it was at some point in my life, hey, I got hurt when I was vulnerable and open. My heart broke at some point in my life. So why would I want to do that again? And so even though consciously we know that we want love, we want connection, 90% of the times we listen to the subconscious false beliefs. And so through the breathwork practice, the breath goes in and pulls some of those false beliefs out of our body rapidly. And so we don't always understand why all of a sudden we begin to feel better. We begin to listen to our heart's vibration, positivity, freedom, openness, and connection, because a lot of the work happens underneath the surface. But so in a nutshell, that's kind of how breathwork works. So for our Lyme friends out there and friends with chronic illness, illness has been a part of their lives for a while now and possibly in an acute state. Have you worked with people with chronic illness before and how is that different? That's such a great question. I've worked with Lyme clients in the past few years, always in the last three years. I've encountered maybe four or five, so not that many. I have one particular client that I'm still working with. I met her like three years ago. And uh, when I met her, she was lying down in her bed. She had absolutely no energy. She was so hopeless. Like said, nothing that she could do could help her. She went to a million different doctors. She had so much um, supplements and pills going through her system. It was honestly the first Lyme patient client that I've ever had. And I came in with a belief system that I understood that sometimes, you know, emotions that are stuck in a body can eventually manifest also as illness or pain. And also with the knowing that belief systems that we carry can, can keep us stuck or an illness. And so I created a space for her to have a healing experience. And she felt immediate results. She felt lighter. She felt optimistic and positive, and she's like, what is this? I, I want to have this on a regular basis. So I met her in Maine over the summer a few years ago, and luckily for me, she lived in LA for both of us. And so she kept coming in week after week, and within two or three months, she was symptom-free. She was able to complete her school, go to college, um, have a social life, and she hasn't seen any of the symptoms of Lyme's disease since. But there's so much, you know, there's so much more to it. It's okay, let's clear some of the wounds and the traumas and the pain out of the body. Let's also recognize the belief systems that we have in a body that keeps us stuck in that place. And let's recreate and find new ways of, of looking at life, like create new belief systems. And then as I'm still working with her, I get to empower her um, so she can recognize how powerful she is in her body, how sensitive her body is, and the times when she's overriding her body's needs. You know, I say sometimes to some of my clients, you know, sometimes we're super narcissistic towards her body. So it's like, you're not in pain. You're going to keep going. You know, you will obey. You will listen. Or we're not in our bodies at all. So we're numb to what our bodies need. And so through the process of breathwork and mentorship, we get to check in once a week and 
sometimes she can have a, a sensation in the back of her neck that's super intense and uncomfortable. And because of her experience of Lyme's disease, the first thing she wants to do is run to the doctor, something's wrong, which makes total sense. And then saying that when we lay down and do a breathwork practice and we kind of map out when it started, what was she feeling? What was she not expressing? What was she overriding? And then through the breathwork practice, we're able to clear whatever physical sensations was going on with her. So it's kind of like rebuilding a brand new relationship with your body and kind of seeing it as like a puppy that you have with you. You know, are you feeding the puppy like proper food? You know, are you listening to the puppy's needs? Anyway, so it's been really miraculous for me to see the healing happening. And it is something that she's creating for herself. It is an experience that she said yes to, and she was willing to do the work around it. And she was willing to trust something that she doesn't fully understand. And the best way for us to really trust that is to actually have an experience of it and be like, wow, um, something's really shifting in my body and my mind, and it feels amazing. I want to keep going and see what happens. I have a question. So for Lyme patients, everyone has different types of symptoms. Like some have joint pain, some have tiredness, like the list goes on and on. It appears in different ways. Have you found that symptoms like Lyme symptoms kind of show themselves because of different things? Like if you have a bad relationship with a family member or you had death and you're like, do they come out? Is it because of something that's happened in the past that your symptoms are different? Like, or you could say, okay, like for example, I read somewhere that like, if you tend to have breast cancer in your left breast, it's because you have a bad relationship with your mother. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but they say that there's correlation to where disease hits in your body to an experience. Yeah, that's a great question, Mimi. There is definitely patterns in a body and there are certain places in a body where we hold certain emotions and things. So what I can share with you, for instance, is in our kidneys and our low back, we usually hold anxiety and fear. There's a lack of support. And so when you feel a lot of sensation or discomfort or pain in the low back, it's like nobody has your back. Mm. You don't feel supported. And so the kidneys is also like around the lower two chakras and the lower chakras represents a sense of groundedness, security, and safety. And yes, absolutely. So a heart chakra represents a sense of love, joy, happiness, ease, lightness. You can really feel legally high when your heart is wide open. And the energy of a heart runs through the arms and into the fingertips. And so if you feel any sensation through the breath work, the goal is actually to open the heart chakra. You might feel vibrations and energy and sensations going through your arms. And it is also said that the left side of your body is female energy and the right side of your body is masculine. So any sensation you can feel in the body vibrational that's coming through breath work or any other modalities, it's definitely where you feel vibration and energy. It means that something's healing and something's opening and something's clearing out. So if you would feel any strong sensation around the left side of your chest, it means that energy is clearing out of the left side. And if it's out of the heart, it resents something to do with a female. So it can be mom, it can be sister, it can be, you know, it can be also you as, as a woman yourself, learning how to love yourself. But it's, it's very specific. So Marley, some of our listeners, as you know, have been in bed for quite a while. And some of them can move around and some have limited amount of mobility and there's everything in between. So I'm wondering what a typical session looks like if you sit or stand. Is there anything different somebody who is going through a chronic illness would do differently than somebody who is healthy having a breathwork session? 
That's a great question. I would like to answer that in one second, just so you can have a, a greater understanding of the breathwork practice. So the most common way that most people will, that feels healthy and vibrant and able to move around, the actual breathwork practice is usually around a total of like 30 minutes. It can be anything from like 20 minutes active breathing, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to like a 10 minute rest breath at the end. Now saying that, that is just, that's just a, the basic um, foundation of it. And it's so important for us to fit breathwork into a person's needs and into their body instead of them fitting themselves into the breathwork practice. So it's also very important to listen to what the person needs in that moment too. So if they're pretty, pretty tired, you're not going to take them through a 30 minutes breathwork because that would definitely exhaust them. So the work is obviously to make them feel better than worse afterwards. So the nice thing about breath work is you get to do it on your back. So you lay down in your most comfortable position. If you know you tend to fall asleep really easily, it might be good for you to rather lay down on your back on a yoga mat on the floor that's going to keep you a little bit more awake. Saying that, if it's just going to be too distracting for your body and your body's not a physical pain, then obviously don't do that because then you're not going to be able to relax fully into the experience and have the experience. So the most common place for people to do it is in their bedroom, on their beds. You can also lay in a, in a couch, anything that's comfortable. You want to make sure that your neck is not too high propped up on a pillow so that there's space in the, in the front of the neck for you to actually breathe. So the healing can occur around the throat chakra as well. So you can cover yourself with a blanket if you want. Like I've mentioned, the more comfortable you are, the more you can let go into the experience. Because sometimes when we are uncomfortable, say like my lower back doesn't feel good, our mind's going to keep going to that one place in the body that's uncomfortable and you're not able to really let go into experience. And then we can guide somebody through a breathwork practice, say for 10 minutes. And we can see their experience. You can trace it. If they get super exhausted around that, then we let them do it for seven minutes or a little bit less. It would be great to get them to breathe actively for around about 10 minutes because most of the energy begins to move around about seven, eight minutes. And then we can help them rest for five or 10 or longer if they need to. And if they have energy, we can take them back in again for five minutes or maybe for 10 minutes. The minimum amount of breath you would like to breathe is about 10 minutes. But saying that, if you're going to do five, that's amazing as well. If you can do 10 minutes a day, that's incredible. And as you get stronger and more vital, you can maybe breathe for 15 minutes, 20, 25, up to 30 minutes. But you don't ever have to get there if that doesn't work for you. That's great. Now I have a question. Do you always have to work with somebody or can you teach someone to be able to do it on a daily practice, like on their own? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. It kind of goes back to one of the first questions I think that I answered. The beautiful thing about breathwork is we get to empower our clients and our students that they can take charge of their own healing. So they don't need anybody on the outside. It's always a, it's not mandatory, it's optional, of course. It's always a good idea to have maybe your first experience with somebody or with somebody guiding you or having a little bit of an experience around it. So you have at least an idea of what's happening in the body and what to experience. And then from there on, they can do it on their own for sure. It's a very, very simple technique to do. And some people, it's all about the mind. So if the mind feels safe enough to have this experience and this healing vibrations and emotions coming up to the surface on their own, that's fantastic. And you get a few clients and students um, every now and then, I don't see too many of them that feel that 
they're not comfortable enough to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Saying that most people are fine with it. But when you and I work together, you prompt me like with different thoughts, right? So how would that work though? If I were doing it on my own, I, they wouldn't have obviously those prompts. Does my body naturally come up with them? So when you say prompts, you mean like guidance or affirmations? Is that what mm-hmm. you mean? Yes. yes. So if you're breathing on your own, you probably won't be able to tap into certain affirmations to say. And, you know, sometimes when we are being witnessed, we do a little bit of a better job at things too than when we just do things on our own. So when somebody is breathing on their own, we can guide them to understand what they might be experiencing in the actual breathwork experience in their body what emotions can come up through it. And then saying that, they can put a playlist on of their favorite music for five or 10 minutes, listen to the music, and then rest at the end. If they were to do it with somebody that is a healer or a teacher, then the teacher healer will be able to direct their experience into different directions, you know? So as a teacher, you'd be like, hey, let's see if we can breathe a little bit more into your chest to open the heart. I see you're kind of checking out a little bit. Let's come back to the breathing. We also get to say affirmations to them, you know, which is so powerful, the subconscious to clear energy out. It's like, you know, I want you to say to yourself out loud, it's safe for me to be seen and heard for who I am, or I deserve to feel healthy in my body or whatever. So usually would have a little bit, no, usually, but if you are working with somebody one-on-one, I will have a greater understanding of what's going on with them from the childhood, a little bit more information, and then also being able to guide them to say certain affirmations to clear some of the old false beliefs out of the body. Okay, Marlies, is it safe for children to do breath work? And what ages do you recommend if so? Absolutely. So my teacher, David Elliott, when I met him in 2010, I think his daughter was probably nine years old. And she's been around the retreat centers and the trainings for most of her life. And he mentioned that the first time she ever did breath work was at the age of seven. It's totally safe for children to breathe at the, as young as they want and can. The only thing that I find, though, is that the concentration span is not so long as for us as adults. And even for breath work, it takes a commitment and a persistence to stay with the practice. And for children, they also don't have to breathe for 30 minutes long because there's a lot less resistance for them. They don't have to go through so many layers and layers of resistance as we, you know, as adults have to do to get to breath work and healing. So the youngest that I, that I see on a more regular basis, the youngest is a 15. Saying that if you would like to have your children to lay down and do a breathing practice, you can take them through it, even if it's just for two or three or five minutes, they will definitely have an experience. So as long as you can keep them concentrated. Yes. And I'm assuming, and that we'll talk about this more at the end, but I'm assuming that if parents are out there trying to heal their children, with Lyme disease, they could take a teacher training session or two with you, and that will help them actually guide their children along the way? Absolutely. Um, I would highly recommend something like that, as breathwork is becoming more mainstream these days too, which I absolutely love. The pros to that is more people are going to be exposed to breathwork. The cons is that more and more people are going to see breathwork as just on the surface for what it has to offer and lead people through maybe a breathwork session, but don't have the actual training and understanding how energy works and what happens when somebody have a really big emotional release and how do you calm them down and how much breathing should they take and which affirmations to say. So yes, I do lead trainings and I've sat in my, my teacher's trainings and circles for about seven years and studying group energy. 
And I still feel like I'm in my diapers when it comes to understanding energy and group energy. It's like holding a container. In a way, as a teacher, we want to activate our students and our clients a little bit so that these subconscious energies can come up to the surface for them to clear and heal. Now, sometimes when they get activated unconsciously, they can easily project onto us. They can retaliate. They can get angry. They can kind of check out of the circle. They can go out of their bodies, get ungrounded. They can numb themselves. You know, there's all these different things. And so if you as a teacher can recognize, oh, okay, this is where this person's going right now. And then learning the tools to gently make them aware of it and bring them back and see like, hey, guess what? You're getting a beautiful activation right now. It means that healing wants to happen through you. And how is this familiar in your life? You know, and so a training would be recommended for sure. That's great. Now, if any of our viewers wanted to find you to either get trained or to have a session with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the greatest way is definitely through my website. It's just my first name, my last name.com. So it's marlisejoubert.com. And I can spell that to you. It's a M-A-R-L-I-Z as in zebra, E, J-O-U, B as in boy, E-R-T as in Tom.com. MarliseJoubert.com on my website. There is an opportunity for private sessions, for retreats, for trainings virtually in person, even though we have to wait for that a little bit. Exactly. You're in LA. So do you also work at any studios or in groups anywhere? Yes. I teach at Unplugged Meditation in the Santa Monica location. I am there Monday nights at 8 p.m., Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and in the morning, I'm there Wednesday mornings at 10.30. And the classes are 45 minutes long. We do a little check-in, um, a little opening, grounding. We usually have a little theme around the breath work. We explain the breath work. There's some fun music with it. They get to lay down, do the breath work session. It's usually about 20 minutes long and coming up and closing. At the moment, we're doing live streaming as well. So the class is all still going. You get to do it from your home, your living space or in your bedroom. So for the people who do not live in the state or in Los Angeles who are listening, can they arrange for a virtual session with you either through Zoom or phone? Yes, absolutely. I've done a lot of phone sessions in the last few years. Interesting, a lot of FaceTime sessions more than Zoom. And just in the last few months, you know, and especially with what's going on right now, um, we're having a lot of live streaming through Zoom. So I'm definitely available for that. In Strangely enough, the intuition and the healing is sometimes even more profound from a distance. When you see somebody in person, there's at times when your mind or you can get in the way of like trying to figure stuff out and connecting dots with this person. But if it's from a distance, you really have to use your heightened senses and your intuition. And it's incredible to, to see the results and the energy vibrations through their body, through my own, you know, so... That's great. Would you mind leading us like for like a 10-minute breathwork session so people can get an idea about it? Yeah, that'd be so fun. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll do a 10-minute breathwork session. What you'd like to do next is to find a position somewhere in your home that is quiet. So you're not going to have anybody disturbing you if you can lock your door or just let your family members know you're going to be laying down and doing a breathing practice. So you're welcome to go and find that for yourself right now. If you have headphones or earphones, that's helpful for just the sound quality to be a little bit better, but it's not necessary. If you'd like to cover your eyes with an eye pillow or a towel, it kind of helps to deepen your experience through breath work so there's less distraction. 
So go ahead and find your way somewhere onto your back. If you feel like you might get cold during the practice, make sure you have something with you to keep you warm. And so the breathing practice is a, like I've mentioned earlier, is a very, very simple technique to do. Our mind sometimes likes to complicate it. So if you can understand that the breath is just through the mouth, so there's no nose breath, you will take an inhale and you will take an exhale through the mouth. And keeping your mouth open, you're going to take the inhalation and you're breaking up in two sections. So half of the inhale is going to go into the lower abdomen underneath the belly button. The second part of the inhale is going to go into the upper chest, in the center of your chest where your heart chakra is. And you're going to take one strong and fast exhale. So I'm going to repeat one more time. So the breathing is all through your mouth. There's no nose breath. The inhale is broken up in two sections. You're going to take a half an inhale into the lower abdomen. You're going to take the second part of the breath into the chest. And one strong, fast exhale. Let's feel it out. So here we go. Inhale, belly. Chest. Exhale. Inhale, belly. Chest. Exhale. Inhale, belly. Chest. Exhale. And continue. So do your best not to overthink the process of breathing right now. Make sure your jaw is relaxed. Making sure your mouth stays open. Scanning your body for a moment and making sure that everything is nice and relaxed. And then just do your best to get a big belly breath and a big chest breath and a big exhale. So. So while you begin to breathe, energy is beginning to move. And as energy begins to move through the body, you might feel vibrations or tingling sensations. Sometimes the mind can feel a little lightheaded. That happens only in the beginning of the breath. It's kind of when the mind is trying to stay in control of a breathing experience. One-pointed focus. And I want to remind yourself that in this moment you are allowing your spirit to be breathed back into your body, back into your heart. I want to acknowledge yourself for saying yes to healing. Saying yes to feeling good. I want you to acknowledge yourself and recognize that you love yourself enough to saying yes to feeling good. So do your best not to overthink it. Our mind tends to overthink this process, especially when it's the first time we're doing it. 
Two inhales, one exhale. So in a moment, we're gonna take a collective breath. So let's all take a big, fast inhale through the nose. And a big, audible sigh. And then come back to the breath again, a belly breath, a chest breath, and exhale. If you have the energy in this moment, and if it feels okay to you in this moment, I would encourage you to consider breathing 5% deeper and faster, just for a little bit and see what that feels like. Begin to notice what's going on in your body, so more feeling and less thinking. I want you to say to yourself, you can do it out loud or quietly, it's safe for me to receive healing right now. And I want you to say to yourself out loud or quietly, it is my birthright to feel good in my body. You can say to yourself quietly or out loud, I am enough. And I am accepting myself the way that I am. You're doing amazing. We just have a few more minutes left of the breath here. Imagine every breath you bring in is new life. It's ease, it's not dis-ease. Nourishing your nervous system, recalibrating it. See if you can allow yourself to surrender a little deeper into the actual breath. I want you to say to your mind, you are safe, you can surrender. We can trust this experience. So in this moment, we are sending 
a lot of oxygen and blood flow to every organ of your body and pushing out all toxins and medication that is in your body still stuck. If you are getting tired, know that you have permission to rest and take a break from the actual active breath. If you have energy, we have about two more minutes left of the active breathing. So you're almost there. Whatever you feel in your body that feels different, if you feel a lightness or vibrations or a tightness or an openness, just know that it is energy that is swirling through your body, creating healing so you can trust it. You have your last minute of active breath. You guys are doing incredible. Congratulations. So around about now is about the time when you will begin to feel energy shifts happening in the body. Whether you can feel it or not, I want you to know that lots of energy are shifting and opening up through the body. There's a lot of healing that's happening. Okay, excellent. So now is a really good time to begin to transition your breathing. And the way we do that is we can begin by taking a big breath in through your nose. And an audible sigh. And then you'll begin to transition your breath into your nose again. You take a single gentle inhale and a single gentle exhale. You'll use the kind of breath that you will use when you fall asleep. You allow yourself to dissolve and melt into the floor. And follow sensation. So whatever's feeling really good in your body right now, I would encourage you to feel it. 
listening to any sounds you might hear. What I didn't mention earlier about breath work is that it's also recalibrating your brain, your chemistry in the brain. It's releasing endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. Those are all the chemi chemicals in the brain that makes us feel really good. It removes toxins out of each organ of a body. So let's take another big breath in. One more audible sigh. And gently begin to move your toes and your fingers and your body. So waking yourself up physically. You can take your time. If you need to lay down a little longer, you can. If you feel ready to come up, you can gently roll over to one side. And when you feel ready, bring yourself up to a seat. Blinking your eyes open and taking in your environment. And that will be the end of our practice. So welcome and congratulations. If you do have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask any questions around the breathwork experience. We are here to support you in, in any and every way. Marlies, thank you so much. That was yeah. amazing. That was amazing. Definitely is a natural high. Thank you so much for trusting me and having this experience with me. Amazing. So if you enjoyed today's breathwork session and would like to learn more about breathwork, energy healing, yoga, definitely visit Marlies' website at marliesjobert.com. And again, thank you so much, Marlies, for coming. I really have learned a lot this week about breathwork and more about energy work. And it's been amazing. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Amy. I feel honored to have this privilege and this, this opportunity to, to have this with you. And thank you so much for doing what you do as well. And I look forward to staying in touch. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. You can also join our community at Lime360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.